Alright, so we're coming in. The real question is, how's your fucking keyboard? Did it make it? Dude, the keyboard the keyboard is great. Actually, right. the keyboard didn't get wet at all, which is clutch, you know? Just just in case anyone's wondering, Brandon totally decided to dunk his mouse in his glass right before we got started today. So if anyone's curious as to the whooshing noise in the background, it's Brandon feverishly wiping down his uh, mouse as we get started. I finished it off. I finished it off. But if there is noise in the beginning, that is what's going on. So, yeah, my bad. But no, also, uh, whatever. I thought you were just going to come in and tell us all the hush up a second like Joe Biden. All right, now. Corn Pop said, I'm allowed to spill beer wherever I want. Now, now, now. He's just my naked. Now. Yeah, he's just naked in the hall. Now, I know I sent it to you today, but for anyone who wonders what we're talking about, we uh, we had a great new Biden clip that came out today from his, uh, what was that, an address with Zelensky, I guess they'd call it? Yeah, he was in town, hanging out, pimping himself out a little bit, hanging out with his celebrity friends. Well, I had seen that Zelensky actually had told us that like we were in desperate need to give them money and had kind of like schemed up saying that if someone didn't give them money soon, Russia was going to take over. So I had a feeling this was pretty eminent. Heard that one before. But if anyone's, if anyone's wondering, you guys should give it a minute and go look up. Pause this. Go on YouTube. Look up Biden's newest stunt today. Where I swear... Can there's... I pause you for a second? Before yeah. you go and look that up, just look up the, all of the videos of Zelensky doing naked skits back from when he was a comedian. Wait, too. is that a thing? Yeah, he was a comedian before he got elected. Uh, dude, I learned all about, all about Zelensky during the first Trump impeachment process because he got impeached the first time for a phone call between him and Zelensky. And that phone call was about Hunter Biden. Our favorite boy, Dude, our, Wonder our boy, boy, our from the boy. final, yeah, from the final, from the the, the last episode, and yeah. So that's a funny connection there, but yeah, they're boys. Um, so he calls up Zelensky. He goes, "Hey, man, I know you know the Bidens hang out in Ukraine, do some business over there. They got the boy, the Wonder Boy over there doing some business. And uh, is there anything going on? You know, because I got weapon shipments that might not be able to make it if you don't know, let me know what's going on. That's a beat." Is this the secrets of the laptops, dude? There's a lot going on here, man. Well, anyways, welcome to the M&B Podcast. My name is Max. I'm here with always wonderful Zelensky profilist, Brandon. Howdy ho. Howdy ho, I do his PR, actually. I'm actually professional PR for Zelensky these days. For sure. uh, My favorite part of the new Biden clip today is he tells all the reporters he gives a new Biden clip where he goes... uh, Hey, uh, hush up a second. And all of a sudden, what kills me, dude, is that every single reporter in the room listens to him like he's a teacher. Like, it was completely chaotic in there, like a kindergarten classroom. And then he (laughs) said that, and it just, like, shut that shit down. And I was fucking astonished by that. Yeah, sure thing. I mean, he, you know, although he's a little, you know, he's, he's he's on his way, you know, as they say. He uh, he still knows how to commander. He's a, he knows how to be angry. He knows how to, hey, 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 h- hush up now. But yeah. uh, he quieted everyone up just to let them know that we're gonna be uh, flushing another two hundred million dollars of taxpayer funds down to uh, down to the Ukraine here real soon. Oh, I did actually. You know what? It's funny. I did see this. You're you're one hundred percent right. I did see this. Yeah, this I sent this today. to you today. <laughs> yes, you did send it to me. I and forgot. And then he passively aggressively throws his fake pamphlet on the table when he's done. He's like two 
hundred million coming soon, and he just whips the pamphlet on. The Even Zelensky thing. looks a little unsettled in this clip by his. He's like, is this this your guy, man? Well, He's dude, the, one... the awkward... it's, e- it's too easy to get this money from this guy. It's kind of fucked up, dude. Yeah, like all you have to do is make one Russia blanket statement, and he'll just sign off two hundred million dollars. I think the part that made Zelensky so uncomfortable was that everyone from America, all the reporters, were pissed as fuck, dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, there's a lot going on there. Like I said, look at that. That's, you know, just to tie, put a bow on this for a second. I just want to say, you know, look up those videos of Vladimir Zelensky as a TV comedian. Uh, used to do a lot of, that was him. He was very popular. I'd always and heard he was an entertainer. Like here's he the, was in movies and stuff. You want to hear how he became president? I'll give you a very quick, syn- uh, Here we quick go. synopsis of this. Here we go. So he lands a role in a TV show. He the t- the pilot of the TV show is essentially a guy, uh, a, a a guy. He he becomes a teacher. Mm-hmm. He he. I just realized I had you on my uh, speakers. That's gonna sound. Cr- I hope it sounds crazy for the listener. It I won't. bet you I bet you they'll fix it in post, but I hope it does. Yeah, it will. It's gonna sound uh like us uh, like I'm talking to Satan. <laughs> but um no, so so Zelensky, he's a fucking he he becomes a teacher in the show and then he he, you know, is like teaching politics or some shit. And he ends up going off and uh giving some sort of rant and it's like behind closed doors with another teacher students aren't supposed to be seeing what's happening student does see what's happening and records it through the little you know, door and uh that ends up uh going viral online and he becomes you know like because people political... thought it was real is that what it was well no this becomes then this is this is still within the realm of the show like the show oh, okay the, i thought you meant so, like parents on facebook right you know? no yeah. a student posted online because he's he's railing against corruption in ukraine he's railing against this that he hates all but he's like very real about it you know he's very he's like us bro he, he's, he's just so like cool. me and you man yeah yeah he's relatable yeah and uh yeah no and then uh he becomes a real contender and uh that essentially you know is the uh the the jump off for that that teacher to become president of oh and so then he just used this sick-ass TV show to parlay into his real life. I mean, people... I don't think he really didn't draw from it a lot in his campaigning, but I think his his obvious, you know, association... Oh, yeah. ...didn't hurt. Oh, yeah. Well, Pretty funny. You know, I know I'm usually more of the sports guy in our, in our friend group here between me and you, um, in our two-man friend group these days, but I will say... You know, I know that your family is pretty big Bills fans, so I know you probably watched with your family the Bills versus Chiefs game this week. And I, I thought about your family heavy as I watched the closing minutes, and I thought about how your house was probably going fucking wild between the loss and then it being reversed on the flag and then getting to, you know, watch the hilarity of it afterwards, right? Absolutely, yeah. There was like a my favorite Twitter reaction from this of all time was uh somebody had posted the bills being on the uh the positive side of the nfl officiating or whatever and it was a uh it was a clip of borat when he's in like a hotel like a u.s hotel for the first time and he's sitting on everything he's like oh 
Oh, this chair, very nice. He's like, oh, and he's like, you see, a, oh yeah, it's a vent. Oh wow, yes. Yeah. So he's just like doing everything, and you're like, yeah, that's. Uh, I honestly, dude, sat there at my desk laughing hysterically at my lunch, just like. I'm not gonna. Good. I'm not that gonna lie. Really I think I sent you about 15 of those like uh, ISIS videos or Taliban videos that are directly related to the Bills Mafia this week. From the coach's uh, honorable 9-11 speech that he gave, I guess. That was big news prior. Yeah, my buddy uh, on Twitter started referring to the Bills Mafia as the Bills Mujahideen. <laughs> Dude, you should make a Twitter for that. The Bills Mujahideen. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit's sick. I think- make shirts, honestly. Dude, honestly, that's a great shirt. Just like put like Buffalo Bills in that like you know ISIS lettering right above it. Hell repping, yeah, yeah, I'm repping tonight. Honestly. <laughs> um, with that though, I will say I think my my other besides like all of the you know Taliban and ISIS uh, Bills Mafia. Can I just pull up the actual quote? Yeah, let's hear yeah. it. All right, so this is Sean McDermott. Uh, Who's, is he, he's the head coach of the Bills, right? That's correct. He's the head coach of the Bills. So this is at John Fisher College in Pittsburgh, New York. McDermott's morning address began innocently enough, Dunn wrote. He told the entire team that they needed to come together. But then sources on hand said that he used a strange model, uh, the terrorists, on September 11, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all right, all I fucking, right. Dude, he is so fucking. He sick. had me in the first half, you know. Or, no, he has me in the second half now because he's. Because look, if people don't like cutting truths, that's one thing. But if people have to accept the reality of if you're gonna compare yourself to somebody who gets something done, right? This is not a bad comparison. Uh, one by one, McDermott started asking players in the room questions. What tactics do you think they use to come together? Uh, a young player tried to methodically answer. Uh, what do you think the biggest obstacle was? A veteran, an- uh, a veteran answered, TSA, which uh, mercifully, <laughs> mercifully lightened the mood. Um, uh, McDermott has addressed the comments he made on Thursday afternoon, stating that he already apologized to the team immediately after that meeting. So, so you think you know, like he left that meeting and everyone was like, "Hey, man." Um... He knew what he said. I think. Maybe, maybe pull that one back. Like, do you think he immediately thought about it when he said it? Or do you think it's more a situation where he had to be sat down, like, immediately after the meeting by, like, his offensive and defensive coordinator and be like, hey, um, what the fuck did you just say in that meeting, bro? Um, I mean, it's literally a crazy thing to say. When did he say this? Uh... I think it was 2019. Earlier. Yeah, no, it was like really. It was earlier. I don't know why it's just coming out now. I mean, it well because you know, Bill. Because they're losing, right? Yes. I mean, there's also talks of him being like entirely replaced or whatever because of whatever. Yeah, I, I think the players like him for what it's worth. For hey, man, I, they loved him last year, and that was after this, so it's all you know, smoke and mirrors, really. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh. It's interesting. It's a, it's a, an interesting choice of words. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it. Lie. But, like, when I first heard it, I thought he was talking about, like, Flight 93. You know, like that movie where they talk about how the people came together to, like, stop that one plane from actually 
hitting its destination. Yeah, right? the cover-up story to how they blew it out of the sky for some hey, reason. Hey, dude, hey, listen, we're talking about the film Flight 93, okay? Great movie. Great movie, great movie. But um, I thought maybe he was trying to make a heroic speech around those people and how they, like, organized and planned and, you know, strategically figured that out in that movie. Pennsylvania's but, no. 9-11. Pennsylvania's 9-11. That happened uh, this weekend when they got beat by the Cowboys. A hole in the field. (laughs) But the other thing that cracks me up even more is this uh, Patrick Mahomes. I also, I don't don't want to come off callous, by the way. I'm the leading authority on 9-11 on this podcast, you know. Oh, so that means between you and me, you know more about 9-11. That's fair. I'll, I'll I, totally take that. I think everybody understands that. I think I, above the above the average person, I do, because I was there, one. My dad was a first responder, two. And, uh, you know, that's it. Yeah. Boom, mic drop. Boom, <laughs> mic drop. My dad Pete, was there. Pete Davidson but goaded. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like he said, he got a PlayStation for that shit. You got to take with your wins, you know? Yeah, true. Shout out to Pete Davidson. He's, I hear he's a cool guy. Staten Island guy's got to stick together in a way. Every single one of his movies represents exactly how we lived our high school experience. So I really feel yeah, like we no, can hang out pretty hard. I, I would agree. I would agree to that. That's yep. pretty. It's pretty damn close. I would say he's got like two of those movies where he's just like a high school burnout, and I'm like, yeah, dude, that that resonates. <laughs> I mean, I definitely see where that's. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. Oh yeah. Um, so the, the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, while we're on here, well, the next thing I guess would be, I had no fucking idea. Like, you know, I've always heard Bernie Madoff and like the Ponzi schemes and everything. Right. And I saw this week when I was doing research for the pod that, uh, $159 million in government seized funds was distributed to people worldwide who found themselves victims of Bernie Madoff. And I was like, Oh dude, that's like. A lot of money, and especially for back in the day, that's probably all the fucking money that he had. You know what I mean? Like that's probably everything that people ever lost. Probably a cool hundred and sixty million. I but then I read that these payments occur in waves, and this is like the ninth payment that they've been. You know, they occur as they're seized, right? Okay. So at this time, we're in the ninth installment, and the total at this point. You want to take a guess at the total that's been paid out in nine installments? Uh, nine. I, I have no idea. At this point, we're talking about so much money, I forget how many zeros are involved. Dude, it's $4.2 billion. And that's just of recovered money that the government has been willing to give back to people. Damn, that's actually nuts. And, like, you got to think, this was, like, in the 80s, the 90s. Like, that Yo, money... Yeah, pre, pre-current inflation, it's, like... Absolutely Dude, insane amount of money. It is it in it's probably almost close to closer to like eight billion dollars. And like I never fucking realized that he stole that much money and got away with it for so fucking long. Like over twenty years, he defrauded up to what they believe now is somewhere between sixty-five billion dollars, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking money. Sixty-five sixty-five billion dollars. Yes. Sixty-five billion is an insane amount of fucking numbers. Six thousand million dollars. Yes. Right. 
Is I that, think it, so. Once you hit a million, it starts going to the thousands, right? Please like don't time. question me on math because that's something I'm never going to be able to. Get I try right to be better about this because we're going to hit trillionaires in my in our lifetime, and I yeah. want to under. I need to. I need to catch up on the zeros. At you want to truly fathom how much bullshit money they have? You need to put that in front of me in rice, dude. <laughs> One grain. I need to see it. <laughs> yeah, dude. give me, give me that in rice. And if you can make a whole fucking, like, crock pot full of rice... Give me that and rice in a bunker and fuck you. Okay. <laughs> you I'll know? take that. I'll yeah. take that. Oh, man. But I just had no idea that Bernie Madoff had... You know, first I was like, holy shit, $159 million. That's a ton of money. Then I was like, well, $4.2 billion recovered. That must be most of it. It has to be. Dude, that's not a dollar. Like, there's still $61 billion of floating money that he stole that has not been accounted for. Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely nuts. I, 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 I don't know. That's crazy. What's his, like, his situation now? Like, how is his debt, like, how is this all passed down? Like, what's so, up with that? He died, and it's just like, it's all up in government holding right now. Essentially, they're trying to figure out all of his accounts and all his offshore stuff, because none of where all this money was was ever attached to anybody concrete. Uh, It was never attached to him, so it wasn't handed down in a will or anything, and it's like fucking impossible to know anything about it. Wow. That's actually nuts. So they're they're like there's these whole CIA and FBI operations essentially that are devoted to trying to find this money in offshore accounts and that's what one of these waves is. So this is like the ninth wave where they've found enough sizable to where they've seen it necessary to distribute. But at this point, they're trying to pay back over forty thousand people. That's a lot of people. How? What's the like? I want. I would love to know the average income of the uh, Bernie Madoff like victim. Well, this is what really fucked me up. This is what really fucked me up. Is they said that obviously near the end when he had a big name, he grew very quickly in the last like 10, 15 years because he started getting rich clients. But the first twenty years that built the lie that sustained him was just fucking taking the entire life savings of paycheck to paycheck people. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he was just, you know, it was a trickle down thing, right? Like it was one of those like Ponzi is, am I getting that right? Am I getting anything mixed up with? No, you're right. It's the Ponzi schemes. You're absolutely right. Which Ponzi scheme did he run? Was it Enron? No, he's not Enron. He was before uh, Enron. Look it up. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I think it was just an investment firm that he was basically running a Ponzi scheme through. Uh, yeah, he was one time chairman of the NASDAQ stock exchange. Is that not the craziest thing ever? That's all I need to hear. Yeah, Damn. dude. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so- yeah, I will not be investing <laughs> if that's how that fucking works, dude. <laughs> what the I'm fuck? I'm all good. I'm out. I'm fucking out it's of probably safer to invest in bitcoin at that point and i'm not even a believer in that but it's it, at least it's less structured than this at this you get what i mean like it's i'm gonna like, go buy nfts on the cheap bro yeah i mean i i liked that whole like little moment with the gamestop people and they all shorted the hedge fund and everything happened there i was always into that and like you know dave portnoy was actually good about that because he was all pissed off wasn't he 
all pissed off that Robin Hood shut down and yeah. they stopped people's from ability to trade. Essentially, yeah. yeah, and I was like, that's not fair. You can't do that to people if they give them the ability to have an app and work together on Reddit. Also, also like shout out Dave Portnoy though because like he doesn't always have the best takes, but he. 100 agrees. <laughs> he also doesn't like uh, date women dates. in a healthy way. <laughs> what the hey, fuck? Hey man, he beat the shit out of those allegations, dude. Uh, I'm not even talking about. I'm just saying they're all like 24. And I'm like, how old is that dude? He could be old, my dad. Old. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's one of those guys that you're like, why are you on a podcast with a bunch of like 23 year olds talking about like 23 year old culture when you're like 50? You got that Peter Pan complex, too. I, I, from a pop-punk background, I can also... I know a lot of... <laughs> from a pop-punk <laughs> background, I can see a fucking Peter Pan from a I mile away. I fucking smell them, dude. I smell them out. I can see their little tights from a mile away, dude. Come well, on. Dude, let me let me, let me me ask you this. Okay, okay. Let, me, let me light up the mood a little bit. It, it gets me. light, and then it gets real dark. But I'm light. I'm feeling light. What are your, what are your thoughts on the Rainforest Cafe as a whole? Um, have you ever seen the video of the dude who does the tour of the all of the rainforest cafes? <laughs> like every single one in America? No. Every, and the one in Toronto, too. Oh, I didn't. Okay, no. <laughs> I'll send know. that to you. We'll watch it. Yeah, we should watch that. Uh, we'll just have to watch it together. Too. Like and We we'll can. Do a Patreon <laughs> over, about it. We can just watch it on a Discord. And tell just people. watch it on a Discord and fake hold hands. It's just got Eddie Burback on Twitter. He's got some funny takes sometimes. He's, you know. But uh, his videos are typically pretty cool. He puts, but that was his first one. He really like went off on. I feel like he, he did it with another guy. The whole thing. Him and him and another guy in one truck, and they just fucking did the full U.S. tour of the <laughs> fucking rainforest. <laughs> but it was cool. And I I grew up going to one of the. It ended up being one of the shittiest rainforest cafes on the entire list of the ones that they went to. Oh now, really? <laughs> now which one was it? This is Menlo Park. New Jersey, okay. or maybe okay. they went to a different one in New Jersey. I'm not even honestly sure if the Menlo Park Mall one's even open anymore. Probably not. If it was in a mall, probably not. Yeah, but no, a lot of them are left. A lot of them left are in malls, so it's, okay. it's still pretty interesting that way. But you, you gotta watch the video. I'll, I'll, it sounds like you're I'm obviously <laughs> heavily misinformed about the whereabouts, and the existence of Rainforest Cafes. I, um, I just think you're gonna love this video. I, I probably am, but I, I'm going to be a little extra careful after I tell you this news story. So I okay, I was, but it's also let's let's be honest. It's nostalgia speaking. They used to do yes, the, dude. They used to do the fucking uh, the the thunderstorms, dude. And they still to, do. Oh, I know. Believe me, they used to. They had a rolling tally in this video, and it was crazy how many thunderstorms I, this dude had to sit I'm, through. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I went to one for in uh, San Antonio on like my 27th birthday. I think that one got a pretty decent rating on this it's not bad it's like it's like on the river walk right so it's like literally on the water like rainforest cafe on the water it doesn't get more than okay that's nice that's nice but i like it they do be running that rainforest sound a lot in that bitch it's like every it's like every 20 minutes on the on the dot i think is how they do it and you also go in there knowing damn well you're paying like 35 dollars a person for like cafeteria food Sure. Yeah, it's, it's all not the ambiance. You know what I mean? I mean, some of it's all right. That's the thing. He tried everything on the menu. <laughs> I I'm mean, really, you have a better understanding than I, I do. I feel like I'm really plugging this video, which is, you know, he should pay me for that for sure. I'm going to hit him up. Yeah, I'm well, gonna I'm going to tell you, I doubt this happened in his video, but he would have been hyped if it did. Uh, Marga Matthews told reporters 
that uh, three button cell batteries were found in a burger kid's meal at the restaurant while she was eating there recently. Her daughter had taken a bite and then spit out what turned out to be a small battery. Uh, are we talking double A? Are we talking the C bat, like the little so, tiny C's, like the little watch batteries? I'm thinking it's the batteries in the bottom of those fucking glow cups. You yeah, know, like the, the fancy drinks come ones. in those little flat the little, ones. And they're watch batteries. When yeah, and then they make yeah. your glass glow like guitar rainbow players will and know. Shit. We'll have them on stock for the the snark tuner. Keeps those on deck <laughs> but for the artists said, listening. So this article was written crazy, by the way. So I'm going to explain it to you crazy. This was from Tron.com. It was a food review website, and they were not loving on this. Uh, They then reported that their daughter actually let their mom know that they did swallow a battery in which they had to rush her to local urgent care. They had to perform surgery as the battery was told that they were told the battery would corrode in her stomach if not removed within three hours. So Rainforest Cafe almost killed this eight-year-old girl. I'm going to be real. Yeah, they're not crushing it in this department. I'm not going to lie. I'm just picturing. I I don't know how the fuck the batteries got into the hamburger. That's this, just like my whole fucking problem. This isn't going super well for for that situation at all. <laughs> no, and I just don't understand like how the fuck this happened. So now I'm one of those people like I liked Rainforest Cafe. I was under the impression that like you went there to have a good time even though it was $35, right? You do have a good time, dude. You have a great time. You get hammered on $12 fucking mixed drinks that glow, but now like I have the responsibility on me that those batteries could be killing children that fucking eat there after me. Yeah, but you can also pet the rubber of elephant. When dude, I love the gorilla. Yeah, they're creepy, man. Oh, dude, they the have chimps and the tree. Tracy tree used to be my baddie, my baddie bee, dude. Me, me, <laughs> I, if I could do when I was a kid, if I could take Tracy, Tracy tree home with me, and uh, you know. Honestly, I'm being honest. This is a real thought that I think was repressed for a while that's coming up. But I used to see her and just be like, that's your mommy. Damn, really? Yeah. Just just trees. What was she it? She had was those it like big lips. Yeah, big yep. lips and cute, nice. She was really nice. <laughs> she always was willing to listen when nobody would. She was nice to me. And she was never mean. Ever. Not once, dude. Not in the programming. Well, speaking of people who aren't real, which I hate to burst your bubble, but speaking of people who aren't real, you know, I we've been talking, I think we talk about AI all the time. Part of the part of our podcast is, you know, edited with AI, so we're always talking about Actually, it. I've resisted that until we start adding the video elements. Okay. So, so we'll Brandon's see. resisting it, but I, I, I think it's coming soon. Uh it'll make us even even stronger. But I will say <laughs> That uh, I've been following this story for a couple weeks, and now that its conclusion is up, I wanted to talk about it. Did you okay. see this? Uh, Sports Illustrated was found guilty of utilizing AI writers. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like they're not the only place that's been guilty of this. I've heard about it in uh, a lot of gaming news, which I consume a lot of. Uh, that like kind of like 
the the quick turnaround gaming news and stuff has been yeah. like chat gpt or ai generated or whatever and that's becoming a much bigger trend in uh journalism and stuff just in general you know it's well a, i mean that a, makes sense like i have chat gpt at work and you can just ask it you know like we have a subscription and you could just ask it like hey watch this fucking five minute trailer and give me a summary of it right yeah and then boom you're right if you copy and paste that you're a writer you know what i mean yeah, it's a it's a concern, but I, I my other thing is I feel like we're in a we're in a transition phase right now where people are able to understand and sniff out and have intuition because they have a reference of the time before this where the, it's not going to be implemented everywhere, you know. Yeah. But eventually, the reality is it's going to be implemented everywhere because journalism's already been degraded down to a fucking an algorithm like humans typing for algorithms whereas yeah i mean yeah, they've been taught to be an algorithm can just to an type, yeah i mean there's no real journalism unless they're doing it independently and i'm not even trying to be like cringed and have a take on that right now like <laughs> you don't want to have honestly, a hard stance on that i get yeah you. but like i feel like most people can sniff it out that's why uh trump calling it fake news hits so hard and sticks to this day and why people don't even think twice about it when when people say it because yeah. people understand that that's a reality and it's a guy yeah. in entertainment who understands it because those people he rolls with in the same circles the same parties like they're they're those are failed actors working in news on tv absolutely you know so it, it is what it is and they're and they they continue to fail to act every day <laughs> poorly well you know I, I do agree with you there, um, and I do think there's, to an extent, you know, that's part of... But I, don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, I, I don't want it to be like, that's an excuse to take their jobs. Yeah. In, in, a, in a perfect world, like, uh, the reality is going to be these jobs are all going to get taken, and it, it's going to be up from, from thoughtful journalism down to, like, fry cooking. Not that that's, a, not that that's like, a scale down or that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like... When it comes to writing or when it comes to doing stuff with your fucking hands, both of those things are going to eventually be Done. replaced. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And, and we need to accept that reality and just accept the fact that we have so many people left on this planet that need to work based on the way things are structured right now. And, you know, if yeah. that's not an option for people that I don't know what they're going to end up doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Cause and driving's also on the docket for the shit, you know, this like, is what scares trucking me is, has been yeah. a huge concern. They, they are ready Auto to driving it. with Tesla. The problem and, is you know. that teamsters is one of the strongest unions in the USA and they're, they got balls and they're not afraid and they go head to head with a lot of these people and negotiate pretty good deals for their work. You know, being a yeah. trucker, although it is one of the more dangerous jobs, well-paid, and it's not just that there's protections. You don't have to drive certain hours, like depending on who you're driving for, like there's a lot is a lot of success in starting unions at trucking companies and stuff. Cause there is a strong union backing the entire industry. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot to that, you know? Well, I think, I think my big thing is at this point, all I ask for is transparency, right? If you're going to use AI, I want you to tell me about it. I don't want you to lie. And that's why I have a big issue with this Sports Illustrated piece, because there's a company called Futurism that did a report and they found that Sports Illustrated published articles whose authors could not be found anywhere outside of the Sports Illustrated website. And then after further research, they realized the articles were accompanied by AI generated profile photos that were found to be for sale on marketplaces that sell AI headshots. 
So as the report was occurring, it seems SI would change who published the given articles. But as you did, as they did research on it, they would just change the name to another AI name and use another AI picture to try to throw people off the trail of them doing it. Which I just, I just think that's super fucking shady. You know, like if you're gonna use AI and you're gonna be a company that wants to say, okay, we don't need to pay writers anymore. Because full transparency, like sports writing is awesome. I wanted to be a sports writer as a kid, right? So this kind of bugs the shit out of me because if you if Sports Illustrated was willing to be like, hey, we're broke, we, we can't afford to hire all these writers, that's fine. But that's not what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're 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 implementing that and then they're acting like these people actually fucking exist. And have pictures and are real people, which I think is fucking... Well, they're hiding behind humanity to, like, mask the fact that they're using fucking AI. Yeah, that's like... Yeah, the, that's where I get freaked out. Like, when you're using but AI that's already, to fake people... Yeah, I agree. I, I, that's gross, man. And it's Just like, be real. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. It's, it's getting to the point where we're past it, you know? We're past this shit. People have done it. People are testing it. People are put, to, putting their toes in the water on how far they could push it for acceptability reasons and otherwise like i just think we're really at a point where if there's not legislation to rein this in it's never gonna stop i mean i don't understand what we're supposed to do about it like as people we just have to integrate into it and that's what they want they want you to get Neuralink. they want you to fucking jack in like it's the fucking matrix and i'm like these kids think the matrix is like a cringe movie now because it looks terrible because the cgi is some of the first CGI implemented in a movie, but dude, that movie is supposedly about being trans, by the way, if you look it up. But what, like, The Matrix? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I gotta but watch the conspiracy on that. Not a conspiracy, it's from the writer. His conspiracy. She's her. Oh, okay. Look look what I know. There's a lot to it. Yeah, you'll look into that. It's there crazy. are layers to this, dude. Hey, I'm feeling like Shrek in here with an onion. That's, a, that's the true blue pill once you start taking that shit. But like... There's, uh, yeah, I mean, that movie's great about the the initial message, not the way it's been, like, taken and memed over and over, but, like, you know, the original concept of that and any of these movies that want to warn you about the advance of technology, like, we're, we're bound to fuse with technology in the future. That's so, what they want, I swear. But it's not even what they want. It's, like, what we're, ba- we're going to do it. We're going to do it. There's no reason to deny it. We have people who are willing now to do it, so, like, why deny the fact that it's going to happen? Like, we're just... And I'm sure it's happened behind the scenes. Here's the thing. Like, they say the government's how far ahead in technology from Than what where we we're have. At. They've yeah. installed shit in people's brains. They're Probably. fucking, you know. they're. And we won't know about it till 2050, you know, till it's, like, common practice. So until like, oh, yeah, it's we in did your that brain. Yeah, exactly. We did that. We had to test it somehow. You yeah, know? we had to nuke half of Nevada while people were living in it, dude. It's fine, dude. It was. It had to be cleared for a Fortnite concert. You yes, know, it's correct. we had to, we needed to do what we had to do. Uh, so that's my whole thing though, is at the end of the day, right? If sports illustrated is willing to openly lie, which they went next step, right? They blamed it on the company that they outsourced their articles for. So we're already getting to the point where now we're saying it doesn't matter. Like they're not even doing quality checks. And at the end of the day, you know, after the article came out and people kept pressuring them, they just deleted all the AI articles, right? Which equaled out to like over 30% of the articles they've published in the last three months. Which obviously to me screams like they fired one to five people and replaced their job with AI and saw how it would go and thought no one would fucking notice. 
I yeah, dude. Honestly, get rid of the get rid of the entire concept of riding in like twenty five years. Yeah, dude. Because like, there's no point. And there's... I'm not even talking about reporting at this point. I'm talking about like fast fiction. I'm talking about this is going to be the new like trend, as if you're writing like turnaround fiction in the '70s, like Pulp Fiction, where you could like turn around a book really quick and like people were reading junk all the time or whatever, just because like there wasn't fucking Twitter yet, so they yeah, had to read people something. People just needed trash. to fucking read something. And there was a lot of trash right before TV it was really, really, really booming, and that was what people did. And like. That's what this is going to be, and we can either be pussies and be scared of it or embrace it, which is what we're going to have to do because the corporations have accepted it as reality and learn to, instead of letting them beat us down with it, incorporate it into our daily lives, and it sucks because I don't want to come to that. Like In my lifetime, I might not have to come to that, but I don't want to be one of those people who like acts like this isn't affecting my life or people's lives in the future. Like I want to be able to at least, you know... It just yeah, sucks and the worst part is, it, is now I have a kid, and so I got to think about like not just my lifetime, but what's what's the effect of seventy years after my expectancy or fifty years after my expectancy? You bro, know what I mean? I feel that man, and I've got friends who were teachers. My one of my best friends growing up, Will, is a teacher, and he uh, he's dude. I feel like you know this the stuff that they have to go through is crazy now. Like with the technology and like the kid savviness, they can write a whole fucking essay on ChatGPT, and it's impossible yep. to check it for procrastination. And it's like, dude, I I can't imagine what it's like to have to be up against something that's so unbeatable when you have to just try to do your job, or accept the fact that it's going to take over your job eventually, which is people other people i don't think teaching's ex- essentially going to be the first thing to go but like uh, it's going to be really yeah. hard because at the end of the day what that's doing though is it's dumbing down the generation to ensure that the chat gpt will always be more intelligent because if we're trained at that young of an age to not use our brain right and to simply just Fucking ask chat GPT everything. It's like, that's what they fucking want you to do. They don't, they want it to be so good that your teachers can't force you to write your fucking paper. You know, they yeah. want it to be so good that your whole life you're taught, oh, chat GPT will just do that. And it's all under the guise of like, it opens you up to do the things above that that need to be done. But we still haven't defined what the fuck that is. So I don't understand how that works. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. It's pretty bleak. But at the same time, like I said, like, we just got to get smart to it. We got to learn, you know, why it's going to be a part of our lives and, uh, you know, try to uh, accept the reality that we're coming into and try to encourage at least the idea of a universal income, not a nothing to be. And this isn't like a platformy thing either. But like, if you're going to start getting rid of entire job markets with AI or you know, automation or whatever it is, what have you, once that flood breaks or whatever, you're going to have to fucking crash the economy without a universal income. You yeah, know? And it fuck the economy. I mean, people are just going to like straight up not be able to afford rent by that point. Yeah. What's rent going to look like? Look at the way it's trending right now. I, this is like doom and gloom, like Twitter scrolling bullshit. But like, I know, I know, I, but everybody, it's the reality, but, dude. But dude, yeah, and I go to work and I talk to people about this sometimes, you know, and like, and, and people get it, you know, and it's like some people just are better at handling the stress than other people, but like it's gonna break people, you know what I mean? Like the, the rents right now are nuts. That's the other thing. Like I don't understand what people are supposed to do about that. What do you do about that? No. 
Well, I'll tell you, uh, one of the articles I put up this week, you know, when it's talking about what can you do against, you know, having to pay people, I will say they kind of figured it out in Mexico. Okay. Uh, I've read, I was watching some Vice and uh, I saw, a Vi- I watched a Vice documentary that then led me to going and finding the article. Because, you know, now that they have a Vice channel, that's like the three o'clock in the morning, you know, channel that's always on when you wake up and you can't fall back asleep now for, for sure. me. For sure. So I saw this documentary about how a group of farmers killed 10 cartel members with machetes over extortion fees. They, uh, they essentially just snapped under extortion fees. They, uh, they felt like they had no choice but to die fighting or die from hunger, one farmer writes. There were 14 people killed and 10 of them were cartel members while four of them were from the local farmers. So, I mean, they did have some casualties here, but I, I was pretty pretty excited in the fact that they were able to uh it says that they actually killed the cartel leader in the region behind the fees so they believe they've ended the extortion which obviously i know what most people are going to say here right uh just someone else will step in their place but at the end of the day i kind of just hope that these people have become known as like the punisher version of fucking farmers in mexico and they just get to successfully quietly co-opt their little land. That's my 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 dream world goals for them, you know? I like that, man. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, this is just I mean, how many of them are left after four of them died? I hope okay. some of them are left. There standing. was like twenty of them, I think. Yeah. So they're sitting at like a solid fifteen, sixteen homies left. Alright, that's good numbers, bro. That's yeah. like uh, you know, you're playing uh you're playing a fucking you're playing Civ on your tabletop, you know, you're in a battle. Those are your numbers at the end of it. And if we're talking Civ, they had the massive disadvantage on the weapons, and they have some really good rolls. I, I'm with this, dude. Yeah, they rocked yeah. that. They fought that like the Ewoks, dude. <laughs> also, so, like, let's let's ask you this. Like, you're a pro-Ewok guy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, the pro, I'm pro-Viet Cong, as George, as George Lucas would say. Is that is that what they used to say? That, nah, that's, uh, what, that's George Lucas said that he could that's That was the comparison being made was the... Empire was America and Viet Cong were the Ewoks, which is hilarious because you'd think it would be a one of his more racist Asian stereotype aliens. That's what that I thought you were pick. going for, yeah. yeah. But yeah. no, he was actually speaking to their their guerrilla warfare tactics. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know. I didn't know he uh, he was a big. Uh, I'll send you the links, guy. Yeah, I'll send, send you the. the I'll send you the links. They're great. Now we just have Disney ruining my fucking Star Wars. He sold out, but I respect it. He's an old, he's an older gentleman. He deserves, he deserves the world. And that's it, my thing. Yeah, my my conspiracy theory is before he goes out, he does something to like break his contract. Blow that yeah, shit up. Fuck yeah. I hope George Lucas makes like the raunchiest like Jar Jar Binks porn or some shit. Okay, and it that just, would be a little tight, dude. That dude, yeah. Now, oh, dude, your whole like you guys can't see it, but Brandon's whole face just stood up when he heard Jar Jar Binks porn, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Misa likey. It's like you thought he was a badass when there were those Sith Lord rumor YouTube videos. Watch him in porn, dude. You know how the yeah, I'm sure you've read, but the uh, the the actor wanted to kill himself after playing the role. Yeah, dude, but then they I saw that recently they like redeemed him. They brought him back as a Jedi in one of the TV shows. Yeah, good for him. Not Jar Jar Binks. What if he just talked like that all the time? What if they were no, like, hey, come back, dude. We'll we'll make you we'll let you be a Jedi. It'll be a great moment. And he comes back and he like gets in his room and there's Misa just like can't go no and get no other roles. He's just like fucking freaking out all the time on TikTok dude. Live. 
You don't have to fucking talk in that voice. No, anymore. but what if he always talked like that? That's just what he sounds like. <laughs> like he came in like that. He came Lucas in like, like that. Perfect. They're like he's like that's not really. I wasn't thinking like Jamaican guy, but that'll. <laughs> I wasn't thinking super racist Jamaican guy, but you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I like that actually. Um, I am a big Jar Jar Binks guy, so I'm really happy that we were <laughs> able to sneak him in here today. Bring him in every time. So I know, you know, we're coming up on the hour here pretty soon, but there's one thing I really wanted to talk about. I was saving it for near the end. This came out today and usually I fucking kick myself because I feel like we're running into these moments where we record a podcast and we're like, oh yeah, we got some really great stuff in there today. And then we hang up the phone and I take a breath and I go lay down or I sit down to watch TV with my wife or something and I open my phone and there's like four badass things that happened like moments after we get off the fucking pod. I felt this way for like three weeks in a row, but today was one of the days where I was at lunch and I caught this right before the pod recording and I was like, oh, we're in there today. So I wanted to ask, I, I don't know if you've watched the news today, but did you hear about this Russian guy who woke up in America and says he has no idea how he got there? No. It sounds interesting, though. So a man was found uh, yes, yesterday afternoon uh, on a Scandinavian airline flight uh, from Denmark to LAX, right? He was found on the plane. He had no passport. He had no ticket at all. He arrived in America from Denmark, and he was not on the passenger list for not only that flight, but any flight that day at all in the world. So he didn't have any plane ticket. He didn't have a passport. He told the officials that he left his U.S. passport on the plane, but they found nothing on the plane, and he is not found in any CPB database. However, a search of their bag found what appeared to be a Russian and Israeli identification card, which makes me wonder, like, is he is he coming over here, you know, nefariously, I guess would be the way to put it, but he's just like trying to fake it now. But essentially, his whole thing is, is that he remarks that he has no remembrance of going to the airport, getting on the plane, traveling, any of it, and that he just appeared on this plane, in his memory, at LAX, essentially. Uh, so they, they found him on a plane? How'd they find him? So he just, like, I, I'm not 100% sure how they found him, but they, I think what happened was, is, is, oh, he was actually kind of being watched and monitored because he was behaving unusually on the plane. Okay. The flight attendants How did he get on the plane, though, if he, if he that's, shits They don't fucked. fucking know. They have no idea how he got on this plane, bro. He has no ticket and no passport. Huh. That's pretty <coughs> fucking weird. I don't know anything about this. Um, is this like being reported on or something? Yeah. Is this like, what? what's the deal? Where, where is this from? Where did you see this? So I found this on Business Insider. What the um, fuck? He's probably a spy, dude. I mean, if he's got the right? Israeli, he's got the, he's got the Russian, he's probably doing some nefarious not nefarious i mean we do nefarious. no use my word i like that nefarious we do nefarious though you know we'd be also nefarious so but at the same time like yeah he's probably doing some sort of counter intelligence maybe some double agent bullshit and he's not ready to blow cover and he's just like i don't know the fuck but my thing is is like I, it makes pretty me good wonder cover, honestly if you're just like i have no idea where i am 
Yeah, like, he's, just, like, he's like, I don't know how the fuck I got here. You do the video game, like, my video game just started, it's, like, booted up a new save. No idea what's going It's brand new. Everything's new. No idea. Amnesia is kicked in. So, they said that he kept wandering around the plane, and that he changed his seat several times. So, I think they were watching him because he was acting sus as fuck on the plane in the first place. Damn. Okay. And He's Kodak so, blacking it on the plane, dude. He's just ripping lines of coke. He's just eating the cocaine, dude, in the back of the plane like Kodak Black. 100%. Dude, also, have you heard about his response to what you what, what we talked about in the last pod? <laughs> no. He said, Kodak Black says, he never used cocaine, but cops to meth and perks. Quote, I ain't no junkie. Oh, yeah, just the meth and perks, bro. <laughs> yeah, last week, Kodak Black was arrested in Broward County, Florida on alleged cocaine possession with fan concern for the rapper already high. Black hit Instagram Live to provide details. I was on lean, asleep in my front of my family's house, and that's it, Black said. In the same Instagram Live, Black admitted using methamphetamines and Percocets. In response to cocaine, he said, I ain't no baser, I ain't no junkie bitch dude he ain't no fucking baser or a junkie he was just sitting outside of his family's home where his wife and kids are inside fucked up on lean doing meth in the car i mean those are all prescription medications (laughs) (laughs) yeah but who's your fucking doctor like come on dr feel good he's got dr oz writing scripts bro dr oz writing scripts for weighted blankets and meth that's so what Dr. Just, Oz sells. I have his weighted blanket. I would recommend it. It's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. I have good. a weighted blanket, but I don't think it's Dr. Oz. It doesn't fix my autism, but it's nice, you know? <laughs> was it was it marketed to cure your autism? It's marketed to ADHDers. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair because Praying you can't fucking stop moving while we sleep. Dude. With your 400-pound blanket that's going to kill up, me. Straight up preying on my mental illness. Now, uh, hitting you with your uh, better help ad. No, I'm just kidding. So to wrap this up, I think we're going to stay on this man wakes up in America thing uh, as the weeks go forward. This is something I'm definitely going to keep looking into yeah. because I find this to be fucking hilarious almost. Like the fact that he, he I, the, just to close this out, his name, his last name is Ochigava, Ochigava. Ochigava told the FBI that he had a PhD in economics and marketing and had previously worked as an economist in Russia. Per the complaint, he added that he had not slept for three days and did not know how he had boarded the plane from Denmark without the required documentation. Which, at the end of the day, this reminds me of those videos, whichever, who's like Bill Hader or somebody, when they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, they were just like, how'd you get on this plane? And he's like, I don't know. He's straight up. I don't know. He is just a kid, dude. He has no fucking idea. He's just trying to have a good time. So I will say right now they're holding him and all they've been able to hold him on since they can't really get any info out of him is, um, what was it? It's being a stowaway, an illegal stowaway on an aircraft, which holds an imprisonment of up to five years at maximum. But they can't find anything else on this guy. I mean, that's rather strange. Uh, it, like I said, it sounds like it's got an intelligence agency written all over it, in my opinion. Um, but I've been wrong. I could be wrong. He could just be a time traveler here from some fucking... F- Weird ass fucking me might have tripped in from the 90s, dude. Who knows? Well, 
I will I will say this. Uh, since you said time traveler, it made me think of Tom DeLonge. And I'd like to take a moment, just in case he ever does listen, our hero, the man himself, Tom DeLonge. Happy birthday, my guy. Happy it birthday, is, uh, Tom DeLonge. It is Tom DeLonge's birthday. And uh, without him, Brandon and I probably wouldn't have this podcast because that's how we... Uh, that's how we fell in love with each other in the first place, due to our obsession with Tom DeLonge. Through our love for Tom DeLonge. Yeah, here's the other thing, too. I have a degree of separation from Tom DeLonge in my personal life now. This has oh, been yeah? something I've been working for forever. And we're here, finally. We're sitting 20 there. years in the making. We're sitting there on it. I, I managed to get a guest pass for a Blink-182 show one time because I knew somebody who was on tour with them. That was a, that was a big, that was like, I could do nothing else in yeah. that moment. Yeah. But with this other with this other thing, you know, you never know. You could meet the guy, and you could fucking plug the pod, and you could try to talk aliens with the man. Who knows? Listen, someday I just hope we can get Tom on here to talk about aliens. Listen, if 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 things didn't shake out the way they did, I would say impossible. Impossible. Listen, if not, we'll just go back in time with him and do it over again. I'm just saying we're in a much better position now than I've ever been. To potentially True. make that happen. So, True. So, so, Tom, if you're hearing this, brother, come give us some love. We love you. We'd love to talk to you about everything from Blink-182 all the way to Aliens and in between. The boy. Uh, on that note, I think we're good to wrap it right here. We got some other stuff we'll save. We're going to be working on some streams here in the near future. I've got my internet up and going. I see you got some paper there, Brandon. Anything you want to close us out with? I'm just looking through to make sure... Um, no, we covered most of the stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, one, one thing is, um, Alex Jones is back on Twitter. How does that make you feel, man? Dude. Okay. This is a great way to close it out. I think this is everything. Uh, Alex Jones, if he actually has to pay all that fucking money to the Sandy Hook victim parents, then he should have the right to say more dumb shit on the internet so that he can pay more people. Yeah. That's my thought. Let him talk, because he's just going to stimulate the economy all by himself. Yeah, I think we're going in the other direction. Not that I think it's a... Uh, I'm not neutral on it by any means. When he when he, when he he first got taken off of social media, I was much more of, a, of the mind that he was like an actual negative guy. He was a bad guy. Yeah. I didn't like him. I didn't like what he was saying about, you know, obviously the Sandy Hook victims, obviously all the other stuff. I'm very fully aware of all the bad stuff he said and the stuff that obviously isn't... Uh, confirmable by any means yeah uh that being the fake news i mean dude he's he's a he's an entertainer in a lot of ways that the other media guys are entertainers like we were talking about though and that yeah. is something that i try to I, it's not like i'm gonna put him on some other level or act like he gets more views than a potential cnn person does does it is it because you know you, should we be viewing this through the lens of a mainstream media anymore if people are making videos yeah. in their own on their own accord and getting more views, you know? So if he's the one who's popular, there's something to what he's saying that is, you know, getting people to tune in. I think it's whether it's real or not, it, it's provocative. Well, I think it's it, the people watching. Well, he, he gets people by being truthful about certain things. That's the thing that I find fascinating about him. It's why I watch him because I've obviously been a big fan of conspiracy theory my whole life. Uh, the term conspiracy theory was kind of pushed and coined by the CIA and, uh, during the response of the uh, the JFK assassination. They wanted to come up with a way to describe people who were starting to dig into this and question the Warren Commission. And 
you can Google that right now, and the first thing that pops up is the Snopes article that says it's not true. You know what I mean? But there are CIA documents proving that that's true. So you live in a world where it's like, how do you trust shit? And, yeah. and I think in a lot of people trust their instincts, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, know that uh, what's good and what's bad. And I think when you see bad speech on the internet, the only way you can really counter it is with good speech and, and being able to counter it in a way that's positive in a way that wins people over better than the person that's winning them over with an opinion that you disagree with. And it's about the riz as much as it's about the facts. And dude, I love that. You got to have the riz with your facts. It is. Otherwise you're not shit on the internet. And and Jones has the riz and he might not have the facts all the time, but he does go after the elite. And that's a big sore point in society today. And I think that really, you know, he tax, he, he, he's known for his more on the ground journalism in the nineties. It's a little bit more respectable, you know, the, the original info war shit. Yeah. Uh, But the, the stuff that he does now is a little off the rails. It's a little loony, but I still think that there's a general want and need to attack the elites for what they're doing to society and uh, not just come at it in a dry way, come at it in a way that is entertaining and that you something that you actually want to watch at the end of the day instead of yeah, just fucking blood sports and people advocating for blood sports. You know what I mean? Like in that instance, I just request, you know, I think moving forward, he should just be real about everything. And that way we don't have to pick and choose like the sun. He's like the son of news reporters, you know? You have to figure out on your own what of his is honesty and what of his is clickbait. And that, to me, is an exhausting process. Yeah. It goes back to, like I was saying, like, I think the only way you can counter speech you don't agree with is with speech, well-crafted speech that you that you can get other people to agree with and, and that you can convince and sway people instead of condescend and disagree. And uh, censoring and removing speech is always going to boister and create pockets of uh, these like maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> For, like, no, I, yeah. You know, people on both who, sides who, of the coin, too. Not just maniacs know? who are lucid, but maniacs who are also potentially mentally ill, schizophrenic, who are able to fall into these types of traps online and boister it loudly online and gather tons of followers and stuff like this is a real thing yeah or it damages people's entire lives like you and i you we we share a common person in our lives who took this shit too seriously and it spiraled their entire life so you know there there's a little bit to everything and i think it it you know it hits home a little bit i think a little bit of skepticism gets goes a long way i really do yeah i agree all right, well, we'll keep up on Alex Jones. I'll let you know. Uh, the one thing to close out on Alex Jones that I really love is I was in Austin for the last, like, five years, and in Austin it's legal to uh, have mugshots in newspapers for 25 cents at the gas station. It's like a whole newspaper of mugshots. Alex Jones got a DUI every single year that I lived in Austin, and I got every single one of the mugshots on I've a 25 cent newspaper. How is that? Are they fire? They're all fire. Dude, yeah, they're, he's fucking hammered in every single one. Of like, build up, eyes in the back of his head. He drinks a lot of whiskey, I think. Yeah, dude, thing. you he's can tell by his, like, barrel chest. <laughs> it's him and fucking Joe Rogan just barrel chesting whiskey. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of, you know, we were talking about Florida GTA 6, how it's so wacky. Uh, did yeah. you know that I think the only reason, and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, you might know more about this, but maybe not. But there's something called the Sunshine Law, the Sunshine Act in Florida. Yep. Does this sound familiar? Yep. Apparently, part of that law, when it was passed, involves the uh, the idea of 
uh, I think it's like court records being public, like in general, like it, it, totally accessible, like public, like anybody can access certain court documents or whatever. So yeah, journalists... so it's the it's the Florida Sunshine Law. It's a Florida government and the Sunshine Law, commonly called the Sunshine Law. This was passed all the way back in 1967, and it requires that all meetings of any state, county, or municipal board or commission in Florida be open to the public. Okay. In my opinion, that's a great law. Yeah, I think everyone should do that, and then we'd all see everyone's crazy shit. You want to hear a crazy conspiracy theory? Hmm. The reason wacky Florida is pushed so hard in the media is because they have a law that allows court documents to be entirely open. And so citizen journalism and... All of that becomes a lot more accessible for people. They become it, it, the information is available for people to do the digging if they want to, and that's important in my opinion, right? But the media, what does the media reward in uh, for Florida news? They reward crazy wacky Florida shit. They reward yeah. all of the crazy court documents involving all the wacky shit that happens. That's in what Florida. gets the views. Not the fucking interesting shit. Not the fucking yep. base shit. The shit that you want to see. You know what I mean? Like and that's like, you know, that's a that's an example of what I find healthy skepticism. Because you know, what wacky you Florida, Florida Wacky Florida is super fun. And wacky Florida look now the next biggest selling piece of media to ever come out since GTA five is about to be wacky Florida entirely. You know, yeah. So now everyone's gonna try that's to be the recreating ultimate, GTA Five down here. That's or GTA the, Six. That's the ultimate reward, and that's the yep. ultimate. And I don't think it's a conspiracy by Rockstar. I don't think that. I think they're chasing the reward. I think that they. Yeah, see, they just know the game, the the star at the end of the tunnel. That's why I don't think it's all conspiracy. There's a guiding hand. There's a. Yep. There's something to all of it. There's always a an incentive and a fucking carrot on a stick for people, and it fucking. You know, it's interesting. And we'll still play GTA 6. Yeah, and not that yeah. I don't hate Wacky Florida. I do. Make Wacky Florida a little uh, sidebar when you get to the get to the bottom of the corruption, all the interesting shit in all the court documents that I don't get to read about. Listen, I ain't going to do the digging. Somebody's got to fucking do it, dude. I'll be our Florida man. And somebody's but... got to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note... We are at the hour. I know we said we were going to cut, and then we went on like three more tangents. So thank you guys for holding with us. We will see you guys next week. Deuces. Deuces.